Coming up in this episode, we're going to talk about a fan favorite. That means just random bullshit. Why that is a fan favorite, I don't know, but hey, we'll go with it. Also, our featured ride of the week, the Stockton Lake Loop. With me, as always, will be Randy Boom Boom Lewis. Man, we need to change this intro thing. Let's just do like Randy Miller Light Lewis or something like that. That is basically what runs through your veins, isn't it? Yeah, that and uh, good Irish whiskey. (laughs) Irish whiskey. Yep. So if you want to hear more, stick around. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, what are the best places to ride in America? The Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, if you're an old geezer like me, some of you might remember the old gas slogan, put a tiger in your tank. Probably cheaper than just the actual gas nowadays. It probably. Yeah. Well, I have a new slogan for you to remember. Put a tiger in your phone. Law Tigers, the legal team whose members are both experienced motorcycle riders and aggressive trial lawyers. Their motorcycle accident lawyers fight on behalf of injured riders like you to get you and your family the compensation you deserve. So go to lawtigers.com and put their number in your phone. Law Tigers Motorcycle Lawyers, helping riders find answers. So is your ride road ready? Just try saying that for a second, three times really fast. Seriously, is your motorcycle really ready to hit the road? Remember the red level technicians at Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first level five Honda powerhouse dealer in Arkansas. They can get your ride ready to roll. Plus, Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles ATVs, and side-by-sides, all with excellent financing options. When you're ready for something new, check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda, work hard, play hard. You'll meet the nicest people at Heartland Honda. Welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. As I said earlier, with me is Randy Lewis from Bike Works in Urbana, Missouri. See how I cleaned it up there? Yeah, yeah. I see, I see. You now, happy now? No, I Got feel your like, panties out of a bunch? Yeah, now I feel like I'm wearing like a, a pocketed t-shirt, like really upper class. Really? With an ascot? Yeah. Uh, I'm not really that upper class. <laughs> I'm talking about my, my plain t-shirt's got a pocket on it now. And clean underwear. Who wears underwear? Oh, just move on. Okay. <laughs> So this week, our featured ride of the week is Stockton Lake Loop. It's 101 miles. And in case you don't know, Stockton Lake is in Missouri, north of Springfield, about, uh, what, 50 miles? Relatively. Something like that. You can find it on page two of the Missouri Ride Maps page at ozarkrides.com. Now, the ride starts and ends in Bolivar, Missouri. It runs south through Walnut Grove and Ash Grove before turning north towards Stockton Lake and then back to Bolivar. Now, the best way to attack this ride is to take Missouri T south out of Bolivar to Aldridge. Aldridge or Aldrich? Well, it depends on where you're from. Okay. If you're really backwoods, it's Aldridge. If you're pronouncing everything, it's Aldrich. And some people will say, just go down yonder. Yeah, yeah. So you get T down to Aldrich, then jump on Highway 123 to Walnut Grove, at which time you'll pick up County Road V to Ash Grove. 
Then all you have to do is head west on 160, which eventually will turn north to Greenfield and then onto County Road H. Cross over that Stockton Lake Bridge and turn right at the T on County Road V. Say that fast. To Highway 215, back to Stockton, and then back to Bolivar. It's it's a fun ride. I mean, it's 101 miles, so it's a short ride. 101 miles, you do this ride in a couple of hours. Yeah. Because you can't do it at highway speed. No, that is for sure. That is for sure. So... I would be very mindful of what time of day you ride this route because the wildlife is flipping crazy over there. There you go. I mean, it is. You're going to have wild deer, wild pig, turkey, shit on the road, snapping (laughs) turtles. Yeah. Brown trout running around. Exactly. I mean, it, it is, that is one thing I would say is, you know, watch what time of day you ride it. The best time of day is through the middle of the day, honestly, you know, high visibility. There's a lot of, there's a lot of sections on this road that's got some pretty steep curves in it. Some things you want to be kind of on point for, then you'll get a relax. There's a bigger stretch of it. The Northeastern part of it, it's got a lot more straight stretches to it. Beautiful country. Really it is. It is. I've always liked that Stockton bridge. Like, I don't know what it is, but. I just like cruising on, on water. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, you cross on the bridge, you watch the sailboats. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Stockton is a mecca for sailing in this area. Yeah, They got right little boats, alley, they got huh? big boats. I don't know why, because it's windy, I guess. Yeah. So, you did a fine explanation of the ride here. I don't even know why I showed up. Most Shit. people would rather I probably didn't, but The only reason why it is, them. is it's at your joint. <laughs> oh, okay. So... How did your week go so far? Let's just get right into the random bullshit. Shit, so far we're a couple hours into the week, so we're hoping to see the rest of the week go very, very well. I see you got a brand new uh, Constantine wire fence around your building. Yep, yep. I've got some chain link put up uh, just to keep the riffraff from stealing all my shit, or customer stuff rather. Yeah, well, which has happened before. I once, once, yeah, yep, out of towner. Very good that you're 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 on your way now. All you need is a qualified, reliable, <laughs> smart That's, mechanic. None of that shit goes in the same sentence. You can get no. you can. It's kind of like fuck one, marry one, shoot one. Which one are you gonna choose? <laughs> I mean, it's just very hard to get all three. It's near impossible. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um. Uh, Nobody wants to work. Man, you I know, really don't know what it is. The boss lady and I went to. Osage Beach the other day, mm-hmm. and we thought, where do you want to have lunch? We'll go to Arby's. Okay. Go to Arby's, and the only thing was open was the drive through and it was long. You couldn't go inside, and when we asked why, nobody wants to work. They only had two employees running that thing. Yeah, you know, I have seen a lot of that at a lot of other places, too. It's just staffing is cut way back. Honestly, this freaking, I don't care how everyone feels about this, but like COVID absolutely ruined so much stuff. Not necessarily because it was a disease or a, you know, a virus or whatever, but it made people lazy. It made people recluses. It made people think, well, shit, I can get paid without having to go and do anything. So let's just keep that up. You know, it just, you know, like I said, you don't agree with me. I don't give a shit. We're not here for you to agree with us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I see it in school systems. I see it in businesses. I see it in shipping. I see it everywhere. And it's really a travesty and a a freaking down, a pitfall, if you will, to just everything. 
now the biggest excuse is, oh, well, with COVID, well, you know what? F off. COVID's been done. In my opinion, COVID's been done since it began. It was done for me. But, you know, there's really not many restrictions anymore. There's really not many of anything going on unless you're talking about big East cities or big West cities. But it's just an excuse in my mind. It really is. How's that view up there on the soapbox? (laughs) Shit. You know, a lot of people don't understand what the whole soapbox thing is. Well... Do you know what it is? Yeah. Are you one of those people? No. Back in the day, the demonstrators had to stand on soapboxes to get their voices out Now they just carry around bullhorns. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're thinking about emailing us and saying, we don't appreciate your attitude, (laughs) really, it is a colossal waste of your time because it will fall on completely deaf ears. Mm -hmm. We don't give a shit. And uh, how about you go, you know what yourself instead of emailing us. So. So cool thing about the everything is, is business is up for a lot of people, you know, like, I, I don't know. I'm sure everybody else is the same as mine, but I think I've probably increased business by 30 or 40% over the past year. Oh, and but half, you need years. help. Hey, I, it would be nice. It would be nice. It'd be nice to not be up there working late nights, you know, coming in early type stuff. It, it would be nice, but shit, I've never been one to complain about too much work. So exactly. So a couple of weeks ago. We went to the races up at I-70 Speedway, the flat track. Yeah. Big fan now. Big fan. So uh, you were talking to me about the relevance of racers yeah, as man. compared to yesteryear. You know, back when I was coming up through the pipeline, racers were like gods. Yes. You worship them like some people did baseball stars or football stars. Mm-hmm. You literally had trading cards yes. uh, with racers on them. Yeah. But you don't see that anymore. At least I don't. Maybe they're out there. I, I'll acknowledge the fact that maybe I'm missing the boat there. But My question is, is, is motorcycle racing as relevant as it used to be? You know, when I think about motorcycle racing, which I grew up in an odd time where, you know, racing wasn't as big because of the whole gas crisis of the 80s and shit like that. But I'm an old soul. So, like, I was into you know, find people's old shit that they threw away and I'd get to read it and get a look at it and see what was going on and, and stuff like that. You know, you think about old Moto Grand Prix and stuff like that. Those racers of those back in the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, things like that, even into the eighties and early nineties, you know, there's some big ass names that would in my mind just be freaking sick to be able to have a conversation with any of them at any point in time, no matter what it was about. So I'm not for sure if it's because racing now is a little bit more vast. Like there's a lot of different types of motorcycle racing now than there probably was, especially through the 60s, 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Like there was probably still hill climbing. There was obviously motocross racing and and flat track racing a little bit. But is there so many more venues now so it's kind of diluted? Or is it because people just don't generally care as much? Or think about it as much. I don't know. Uh, I mean, when I was coming up, the big thing was motocross racing. Uh, mm-hmm. But maybe that was because our family was into motocross racing and the actual going out and racing. The TT type racing, the Isle of Man. Yeah. And drag racing. Yeah. Motorcycle yeah, drag sure. racing gave me a hard on when I was a kid. Yeah. Which as a kid, that's not hard to do. <laughs> you flicked it a little bit too much oh, yeah. there. Yeah. We, we, uh, we, Is we that why to, you're blind now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so there was a heyday in my opinion of racing and like you had all these factory racing teams and i remember when willie g kind of got harley back into it in the early 80s like mm-hmm. 
that was a huge thing. So is it because then you didn't have all the platforms like you do now and like, you know, everybody being on their phone or computer or being tied up with something? Maybe because as a, as a fan, you were more invested. Yeah. I mean, you literally had nothing to do. So you drove to tracks, watched races and then thought about it and then went home and sat on your bucket and, and acted like you were racing. Whereas now, shoot, there's so much VR stuff and video games and crap like that that why go to a track and watch it? I'll just watch it on TV or, you know, I'll play my video games and I'll be a racer too. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where I always wonder, is it as relevant or is it just because it's, it's diluted now? It's a curiosity. I mean, you know, something to think about. Those mm-hmm. of you that are listening, cuss and discuss amongst yourselves. Think about it. Right. One of the other things we're going to talk about is um, Chrome versus Black. Oh, shit. Now, that's a that's a divide right there. It is. You know. So, okay, lead off with this because you were talking about this earlier. I was talking about this because I get so many people that come through my shop and they're like, oh, man, this bike is awesome, but it's got too much chrome. I don't want to polish it. Let's black everything out. And I'm like, dude, you're freaking missing it here because black is a shit ton harder to keep clean than chrome. And it, it is. looks, in my opinion, it looks a lot worse when it's dirty than when chrome is dirty. Black looks great just after you've washed and waxed it and it's still sitting in <laughs> yeah. the parking lot. Vacuum Once you hit bitch. a mile down the road, it looks like hell. Mm-hmm. And it's a bitch to keep clean. You know, there's a lot of products out there for chrome where you can literally just spray bottle your chrome down, wash it off with a garden hose, and it shines fairly well. There ain't shit for black. You get water marks on it. You get water spots on it. You get grease that runs down on it or oil or whatever. And it kind of, you know, makes it look spotty. There's just so much crap that gets on the black that you can see a huge contrast in. Whereas the same stuff on chrome, you don't see that contrast. Having owned a black bike a couple of times in the past, I will never, repeat, never own another one. (laughs) I don't even care if it's a trailer queen. Which is bad because black's my favorite color. Like, I love to look Like I said, they look good sitting still after you've washed them. Man, they are are difficult and they are tough. High maintenance. Yes, they are. Yes. So the answer to the question is chrome. Or. But you don't have to go, you know, it's not either or. You don't have to go totally chrome. Yeah, just understand you're going to be cleaning either one of them. The only thing that I will say is like chrome spokes absolutely suck to clean. Like, I hate cleaning chrome spokes. I have thick chrome spokes on my front wheel. Mm -hmm. And every now and then, I have to get a bucket out, sit down on the bucket, (laughs) or sit down on the ground, and scrub those things because they just, it's a pain in the ass. See, they they show a lot more of that road grime and road grease and, and crap like that than a black front wheel or black back wheel does. And with those, you know... With the black ones, shit, just get the hoop really nice and clean. Get your tires somewhat clean and just wipe over the spokes a little bit. And they're harder to see the dirt on than if you're talking about like... I wonder why that is, because black everywhere else, it's... That's tough, yeah. Yeah. It's probably because it's such a small surface area on everything that once you get the perimeter cleaned up and the majority of the big stuff off, it Jackass, you've got an answer for everything. I do. Well, fuck, I've done everything. Yeah, almost. (laughs) So we've established that black is as hard to keep clean as chrome. Harder. In your old ass, you can't see shit anyway. No, blind in one eye, can't see out of the other. So you get somebody 
You could choose who it is to clean. We might have varying opinions on that. But someone can clean your motorcycle for life. What are you choosing? What looks better, black or chrome? And I don't ever have to clean it? Never have to do a and damn thing with it. they clean it on demand. Black or chrome? No, I'm not saying this just to, to weasel out. I'd have a combination of both. Uh, I would. I think it, the bike itself would be black because it looks great. Yeah. I mean, if I had, that was my only choice. Yeah. But they would have a lot of chrome accents to set off the black. Now, personally, mm. I wouldn't choose black, not because of the cleaning, just because I think there are better colors. <laughs> like white? No. <laughs> Both, by the way, are neutral. Yeah, you think. But anyway, man, I uh, just my personality and my whatever, you murder that shit out. Like black, black, black. Black on black on black with a little bit of pop of color here or there. Not chrome, a, an actual color. Lemon yellow. Uh, lemon yellow wouldn't look bad. Yeah. I've never been a fan of red, but frick. Or red. But that is so bike. overdone, though. Black it, with black, red yeah. accents. But shit, so is chrome. Yeah. I mean, who? Let me throw Would you a do a solid black with a nice lemon yellow subtle pinstripe nah. here and there? No, nah, I wouldn't even go that far. It would be like colored calipers, and that's it. Maybe colored plug wires, and that's it. Like, that's the only color I would want on that piece of shit. You wouldn't want some uh, high-end graphic artist with his nope. long feather brush putting <laughs> on some... Tickling your tank? Is that what you're talking tickling about? Tickling your tank? <laughs> no, no, would not. You know, I, I'm more of a plain, just more... Yeah, I get that. I mean, you've seen my bikes. They're always, always yeah. just plain. For whatever reason, I think that just plain is more classic and timeless. You know, like think about when Tribal was really hot. <sighs> Tribal's the stupidest thing on the planet, in my opinion. But there for a while, everybody had Tribal everything. Tribal flames, Tribal print, you know, Tribal tattoos, like just dumb. Well, me. here's the problem with that. Back when it was cool, I had Tribal clutch plate. Yeah. You know why they're still on there? Because you can't afford anything else? Cause you're no, not because you can't find anything else for that bike. Hmm. I would go with just something plain. So you're you one can't of those, find it. You're one of those customizers that if you can't find it in a catalog and bolt it on, it's not custom. No, I'm one of the customizers that's such a cheap bastard <laughs> yeah. that I'm not going to pay a machinist, you know, to, to have to, what you want. Yeah. Yeah. You're I'm not right. going to. You're right. I mean, how many, honestly, how many more years have I got of writing? Uh, you so never why know, would dude. I spend five, six hundred dollars on custom plates? Just priority, I guess. I guess. Yeah. I'll just spend it on meds. Meds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. ED meds. <laughs> yeah. Our murder, she wrote box set. Yeah. Or Matlock. Oh, shit, man. That's funny. Matlock. And or my new, the newest yeah. one, Columbo. Columbo. Or you know what else I've gotten into? Gilligan's Rockford, Island. Rockford Files. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up, dude. And Johnny Carson reruns. I, okay, the Johnny Carson I can get. I can believe you that. I figured you'd be more of a Gilligan's Island and Andy Griffith. As I, I hated that you. even when I was a kid. It was stupid. Sure. Implausible. Leave it to Beaver. Kind of hard you on the Beaver. You were Kind of hard on the Beaver guy. last night, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. So. You know, you talk about that being you know, too expensive. That's something else that I hear a shit ton of. I always hear, oh, I'd get a motorcycle, but they're too expensive. Or, you know, shit, motorcycles are super expensive nowadays. Nice segue. You like that, don't you? I did. Yeah. 
So people are always now saying, oh, motorcycle, motorcycles are just too expensive or, you know, it, it costs me too much to have a motorcycle or some bullshit like that. And I'm like, homie, motorcycles aren't expensive. Your taste is expensive. What you want is expensive. If it's just about being on a motorcycle, there's cheap bikes out there. You don't have to go buy brand freaking new. You don't have to buy the highest end model that you can possibly get. Yeah, those in relative These are terms, people that have champagne taste and Mad Dog 2020 budget. Yes, exactly. Baller on a budget. You know, I mean, it's about, it's a relative term. Those bikes that cost 40, 50 grand, they were not designed for Joe Blow out here scrapping money to make rent for the week, you know, or scrapping metal to make rent for the week. Like, you got to understand, like, there's tears to everything. It's all relevant. Yeah, you can't tell me that you want a freaking Bugatti but you can only afford a Chevette. Like, shit just isn't real. Stop effing around and telling everybody that motorcycles are expensive. It's, your budget is too small. Yeah. I mean, you can find a bike that is cheap, start riding, and just have have a ball. Be fun. Yes, exactly. Stay in your fucking lane, homie, and understand what you can afford and what you can't afford. Even if you can't afford that cheap-ass $500 motorcycle... Well, motorcycling may not be for you, you know, but I guarantee them to you that most of these people are bitching and moaning about how expensive motorcycles are and how expensive they are to get worked on or how expensive it is for the stuff that they want to put on it. They spend a lot more money in other vices, you know, beer, smokes, chew, Well, they're, you're, you're leading tickets. me into me getting on my moment of soapbox. Yeah. So here's the one thing that does aggravate the living shit out of me is... And when you, you go to get it, a hooker and it's a female? Are you little? <laughs> I got him. <laughs> this guy's busting my chops. Yeah, that's what, what I have I done? I, I gave you beer. This is true. Uh, you know, this is and true. Well, you can rest assured there'll be no, no beer more. <laughs> next time. So it's prevalent from around here. We got a little stock car dirt track yeah. up the road here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about Wheatland. No, a little no. shithole one. A little shithole one. And you will see guys out there, some of them you know are on welfare. Yeah. They can't pay their bills, can't feed their children, and they're mm-hmm. out there spending money on... A race car. Got me a race car. I'm going to go I'm tear beat. it up because I'm going to win me that $100 purse. <laughs> right. It only cost me $5,000 of which my family suffered for, <laughs> yeah. to get that $100 purse. You can call me Dale Earnhardt if you want. Yep. So if you're <laughs> that guy referring to motorcycles, then stay off the motorcycle. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. Feed your family. Never thought I'd pay ever your bills. say that before. Stay off a motorcycle, but man. Uh, if you're that guy, or if you're depending on welfare check to get you through, then this ain't for you. At the very least, say that's your choice, that's your choice, whatever. Don't fuck with my shit, and I won't fuck with your shit. But do not let your tongue get your teeth knocked out, okay? Don't come pissing and moaning to other people about how you can't afford it or somebody's too expensive, you know? It's not everybody else. It's you, home slice. Yeah. You know? You you see, and I, I hate it. I see it so many different times, and it really pisses me off when they do this. You know, they see, like, right now, big wheel baggers. They see those people, and they're like, you know, they're stupid. Why would they spend that much money on a motorcycle? Why would they spend that much money doing that stuff? Well, you know what? They can freaking afford it. They can do it. They want to. That's their choice. That's yeah, how they choose to spend their money. 
Yeah, you don't hear that guy over here bitching and moaning at you. Well, why don't you buy an $80,000 bike? Why don't you have a custom bike made for you? In my whole life, and that's considerable, I've never heard anybody say such a thing. Which part? The part about the richer guy saying, well, why don't you have a better bike or an $80,000 bike? Right. I've never heard a soul say that. Right. There's an old saying or whatever. It's, you'll never be criticized by somebody doing more than you. And no. that's, it's so true. Like, you know, it just, and if you're this guy, you know, whatever, you might have your butt hurt a little bit, but if you're the bottom feeder pissing and moaning about the guy, the top dog, you know, do some shit to change your You know what? Trajectory. There's a lot of jobs out there. You can go out and either get a job or get a second job. Yeah. I know a lot of guys that couldn't afford a bike and yeah. they went out and got a nighttime job. Just they to took care of their business, took care of their family, and they got a second job just to save up yeah. so they can have that. Do that. Exactly. It's not like you can't find a job. Yeah. Harley's my thing. Everybody freaking knows it. I beat that dead horse multiple times. What okay? is it? What brand is it again? Yes. It's all well, very, very well understood. And it's kind of one of those things that just, it really gets to me for whatever reason. When people say, well, yeah, you know, HD stands for hundreds of dollars. Okay. They are a... Their okay. price, their prices are premium for what comparatively. Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. Granted, you're right. Uh Harley Electroglide, say it based out at thirty thousand dollars. A Kawasaki Vaquero or something. 15, but that's 16, marketing. 000. The market makes the price. Yes. People are willing to pay it. Supply and demand. But here's what pisses me off about it. More times than not, which in, in just in what I see, you know, the maintenance side of one. It's because some guy went and spent all of his money, saved up, got him that Harley so he can say that he has a Harley. Well, now the mother trucker can't maintain it. Well, then he brings it to a place, whether it be an independent shop, a Harley shop, or whatever it is, to get all this shit that they've been neglecting repaired on it, and now they've got a big bill. And then they're like, well, yeah, HD, hundreds of dollars. You know, you're all the time fixing them. You're all the time spending money on them. Not well, if you would have done maintenance. If you would have spent money a little bit at a time, it wouldn't be such a big bill all at once. You know, having spent so many years in the military, there is a slogan in the military that is called, and you're going to love this, the acronym is PMS. <laughs> <laughs> People don't think, what? What? Yeah. yeah. It's called Preventative Maintenance System. Yes. yes. Fix it before it breaks. Right. Maintain it. If right. you do that, with motorcycles, you're less likely to be Shit trailering is. it into the shop. Right, exactly. You know, even if you can't afford high-end tires, okay, okay. Some people can't afford, you know, a $280 tire on their bike. Now there is a lesser tire out there that's probably a fraction of that price. Okay, so that's what your budget allows, right? Yeah. Granted, they usually last half as long. So at one point in time, you could only afford a hundred dollar tire. Frick, buy a hundred dollar tire every single year, then. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, don't don't wait till the thread starts showing. Yes, exactly. Do the maintenance on that. You can't buy um, ceramic brake pads. All right, buy those cheap ass organic ones. Yeah, you're gonna have to replace them more often, but replace them more often. That's just gonna be it. People just need to freaking understand that. It's not the overall that's the the expense. It's your budget and your wants that is the expense. And there's no such thing as a item. I say item, whether it be a car, a truck. There's no such thing as it lasts forever. Oh, shit, You've no. got to maintain it 
You've got to spend the time yeah. to keep it up. There's, it's called cost of ownership. Exactly. And that's one of the great things about living the motorcycle lifestyle. It's fun to get out there and tinker with your bike. Yeah. To turn a yeah. bolt, to do whatever you have to do to keep mm-hmm. it going. That's half the fun. It's not always just the ride. Here's the other one that freaking gets all over me. God, it pisses me off to no end. <laughs> There's a list. <laughs> Dirty bikes. Okay, whatever. You're that freaking douchebag. But then dirty bikes, for whatever reason, it, it, it just bugs me. There's a whole culture of people that won't on purpose yes. clean their bikes. Yes. The Liar. rat bike culture. Not even that. Not even that at all. It's this mother trucker that's out there like, well, I ride my bike. That's why it's dirty. I ride mine. Man, you trying to tell me that you spent X amount of dollars on something and you're going to purposely neglect it and treat it like shit so that you can say that one phrase. I ride my bike. You know what happens the majority of the time that I hear people say that? Hmm. First thing I do is, how many miles you got on it? And then they can't tell you or they won't tell you. The biggest majority of the time I hear people say that bullshit, they've got a 10-year-old bike with 30,000 miles on it. And it's like, you don't ride shit. Yeah, they're not riding. You don't going maintain, to the grocery store. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now that I've got Real guys, riders know they have to keep their bike clean for yeah. the maintenance. It really is. And, and I've had a lot of guys say, well, why do you always clean my bike when it comes out of here? And I'm like, well, one, that's just called customer service. You know, I want to say, hey, I appreciate you bringing it to me. Here's a little something on the back end You've for never you. never once cleaned my bike. <laughs> that's a lie. It's because it permanently stays in the shop yeah. in a victory. <laughs> God, you have no shame. So, so anyway. Everybody knows you're lying. Eh, whatever. But one of the bigger reasons why I'll clean a bike is, is, when you put hands on every single part to clean it, now you get to find that loose stuff. You get to find that leak that you haven't been in that one spot you haven't been looking at. You know, you're going to look at the tires really closely. You're going to look at stuff very closely when you clean your machine. And that's the reason why, you know, I think a clean bike runs better because a clean bike is going to have all that little odd stuff that you normally don't think about or see get seen when you have to clean it up and wipe it down. Exactly. And you get grit and grime into the little crevices. Yeah. That's the catalyst of things going bad. Right, man. And it's it's one of those things where I take a lot of pride in what I do. And I take a lot of pride in what I have. You know, it freaking makes... because it didn't come by easy. Yeah, I have to work my ass off for every little thing that I have. So I'm going to treat it like it's worth something. So if you're that guy that's out there like, ah, fuck them. I'm, I ride mine. I don't. Cl- I don't spend my time cleaning it. It takes you more time to explain that than it would be to wipe that bitch down every now and then. The guys that run those dirty ass bikes and say that phrase, they just want the attention. Nine and a half times out of ten, that's what it is. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with having a clean bike. It shows that you respect the machine, and it shows that you respect the work that it put in to get that machine. Exactly. Well, I think we've annoyed people enough with our random bullshit and in. You know, to our credit, today was very (laughs) random. So I think we'll wrap it up here. You know what? What? Why don't you wrap it up twice? Because you never want that one little guy getting out. I don't know. I I think maybe after this, we're going to have to have some counseling. (laughs) We're going to have to consider an alternative guest host, if you will. (laughs) I don't know. Something inherently wrong with you. But hey, that's the reason you're here. It's a possibility. But there's something wrong with you. Makes me feel somewhat normal.
Yeah, I'm out here making people feel good about themselves one comment at a time. Yeah. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, and we hope that you at least bare minimum didn't find it annoying uh, and that you'll come back and listen some more, might want to consider joining the Patreon Club and help us support this podcast. It goes a long way to doing so. Uh, Paying the bills, we sure would appreciate it. You can check it out at patreon.com forward slash Ozark Rides. Or go to OzarkRides.com and just click any link on any page that will take you to our Patreon page. It would be much appreciated. Thank you in advance. And thank you to those of you that have already become club members. And it's getting to be riding season. So if you're thinking about vacationing in the Ozarks, be sure to check out our website at OzarkRides.com. You'll find all of the maps that are available there for you. So check it out at OzarkRides.com. So until next time, ride safe and keep it on two wheels.